This is Extending Practical Medicine, Fundamental Principles Based on the Science of Spirit by Dr. Rudolf Steiner and Dr. Ida Wegman. Chapter 4 on the Nature of the Sentient Organism. The form and organization of a plant results from two spheres of forces only, those that radiate from the earth and those that radiate towards it. The animal and human form and organizations do not result only from these. A plant leaf is exclusively under the influence of those spheres of forces, those two spheres of forces. The animal lung is also under their influence, but not exclusively so. For the leaf, all configuring forces lie in those spheres. For the lung, forces also exist that exist beyond these. This applies both to the configuring forces that create outer form and to those which regulate the inner movement of matter, giving it a specific direction and either combining or separating it. We may say that for substances taken into the plant, it is not a matter of indifference whether they live or do not live, for they enter into the sphere of forces radiating towards the earth. They are lifeless in the plant if the forces of the periphery do not act on them, they enter into life when they come under the influences of these forces. Even alive, however, plant substance is indifferent to how its elements have been, are, or will be positioned with reference to their own activity. They give themselves up to the activity of outward and inward radiating external forces. Animal substance comes under influences that are independent of these forces. It moves within the organism, or as a whole organism, in such a way that these movements do not allow, do not follow from the outward and inward radiating forces only. Because of this, animal configuration is independent of the spheres of forces radiating from and towards the earth. In the plant, the interplay of those forces results in alternation between being subject to the forces radiating in from the periphery and not being subject to them. This divides plant nature into two aspects. One is oriented towards life. It is wholly in the sphere of the periphery. These are the sprouting organs that sustain growth and flower. The other is oriented towards the lifeless. It remains in the sphere of outward radiating forces. It includes everything that hardens growth, providing a firm supporting structure for life, etc. Between these two aspects, life ignites and dies away and the dying of a plant is merely the dominance of outward radiating over inward radiating forces. In the animal, part of the substantial element is completely withdrawn from the influence of these two spheres of forces. The resulting differentiation differs from that of plants. Organs develop that remain within the influence of both spheres of forces, and also organs that lie outside them. Interactions arise between the two types of organ development, and it is due to these interactions that animal substance can be the vehicle for feeling and sensation. One consequence is the difference in the appearance, the consistency of animal compared to plant substance. In the animal organism, we have one sphere of forces that is independent of those radiating from the earth and radiating towards it. The astral sphere of forces is present in addition to the physical and etheric. We have already referred to this from another point of view. No need to be put off by the term astral. The outward radiating forces are those of the earth. 
the inward radiating forces those of the Earth's cosmic periphery. In the astral forces lies something of a higher order than those two. It is this alone which makes the Earth a cosmic body, a star, parentheses, astrum. Through the physical forces, it separates itself from the cosmos. Through the etheric forces, it lets the cosmos influence it. Through the astral forces, it becomes an independent individual entity in the cosmos. Like the etheric in the physical body, the astral in the animal organism is an independent, self-contained aspect. We may therefore speak of this aspect as the astral body. We can only understand the animal organization if we consider the interrelationships between physical, etheric, and astral body. All three are independent aspects of the animal organization, and all three are also different from what exists in the lifeless, mineral bodies, in the living, plant organisms outside them. The animal, physical organism may be said to be lifeless. It differs, however, from lifeless mineral elements. It is first estranged from the mineral, mineral sphere by the etheric and astral organism, and then, through withdrawal of the etheric and astral forces, given back to the lifeless sphere. It is a structure in which the forces that are active in the mineral sphere, in the earth realm as such, can only be destructive. It can only serve the animal organism as a whole for as long as the etheric and astral forces prevail over the destructive intervention of the mineral sphere. The animal etheric organism lives like the plant organism, but not in the same way. Life is taken to a state that is foreign to itself by the astral forces. It has been torn away from the forces radiating inward to the earth and then placed in the sphere again. The etheric organism is a structure in which merely plant-type forces are at a level of existence that is too dull or dim for the animal organization. It can only serve the animal organism as a whole insofar as the astral forces raise its mode of action to a brighter level. If it gains the upper hand in its activities, sleep ensues. If the astral organism gains the upper hand, waking prevails. Both sleeping and waking must not go beyond certain levels of activity. If this were to happen in the case of sleep, the plant principle in the organism as a whole would tend towards the mineral. The plant principle would hypertrophy, which would be a pathological condition. If it happened in the case of waking, the plant principle would have to become completely estranged from the mineral. This would assume forms in the organism that are not its own, but belong to the lifeless sphere which lies outside the organic. A pathological condition would develop due to hypertrophy of the mineral principle. Physical substance enters from outside into all three organisms, physical, etheric, and astral. All three must overcome the inherent nature of the physical in their own way. This results in a threefold differentiation of organs. The physical organization creates organs that have gone through the etheric and astral organization but are on the way back to its sphere. They cannot have arrived in its sphere completely, for that would result in death of the organism. The etheric organism creates organs that have gone through the astral organization but continually seek to withdraw from it. They have the power to enter into the dimness of sleep. They tend to evolve purely vegetative life. The astral organism creates organs that alienate themselves from vegetative life. They can only continue to exist if this vegetative life is continually taking hold of them again. 
Having no relationship with the forces that radiate from and towards the Earth, they would have to drop out completely from the earthly sphere if this did not continually take hold of them again. There has to be rhythmic interaction between animal and plant principles in these organs. This determines the alternating states of sleeping and waking. In sleep, the organs of the astral forces are also in the dimness of vegetable, li of vegetable life. There they have no influence on the etheric and the physical spheres. These are then entirely left to the spheres of forces that radiate from and towards the earth. <laughs>